0: Tap into the psychology of engagement and more. This is where we talk about life, learning, and everything in between. This is the Lifelong Podcast, a show for those of you who love to ask why. It's because we're marketers, it's because we're coaches, it's because we're change makers. Each week, we dive into the big questions and explore the psychology of engagement with strategies, tactics, and special guests along the way. Now, here's your guide, the visibility hacking queen herself, Coach Molly. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Molly from VisibilityHacking.com, and as per usual, my friends, I know I say it every single episode, but I honestly mean it from the bottom of my heart. I am so glad that you guys are here. You could be doing anything with your day, but instead, you're here. You want to be engaged in this conversation, and I am so glad that you have chosen to do that. So without any further ado, make sure that you follow me on all of your favorite social platforms, including... Clubhouse, if you are on Clubhouse, come hang out with me. We love to chat. We talk about everything from disrupting education to psychology for marketers. We do CEO gratitude hours and so much more. So come on, hang out. I'm at Coach Molly with an E. Enough about me. It's Thursday. So that means it's time for another conversation episode. And I have for you, oh, okay. I know, I know, I know. I tell you, I love all of my guests and I really do. I don't invite boring people on my show, period. But this person has really inspired me to reach deep inside of me and remember what I am not only super passionate about, but what my my superpower is to the world. Um, and you know, she's fantastic at doing this because she is not only a coach, but she's also a proper, like proper teacher. And that's that's my like deepest passion is connecting with other educators traditional educators and less traditional educators. But the point is, the reason I love teachers is because they are so deeply passionate passionate about connecting with their students and finding that 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 relationship and that connection we have with our students is really how we're going to inspire people to change the world. And so I want to introduce our guest to you. Well, no, I want my guest to introduce herself to you. So welcome to the show. Who are you? Tell us about yourself. (laughs)
1: Thank you, Molly. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Stacia Rivera, and I'm down here in Prescott, Arizona, just this little mountain town. And so glad to be on this show with you, Molly. you're the best and right back at you girl with the education and all the things and watching you blow up is so fun
0: (laughs) oh that's amazing and I love that you are along for the ride and I am fully on along for the ride with what you're building so tell us a bit about what you are building
1: Mm, It's, it's been an evolution and now we're at, I think one of the most exciting times because it's like the wave is cresting and getting ready to go down to the people and and be there and really serve. And so I'm so excited. Um, but basically my company is called AQ Athletics and, um, our, our programs are to work with coaches and athletes, specifically Gen Z's on how to connect how to really get into the the intangibles of motivation and all of the things that really make you successful and you know in most of all connection and um it all started because of my coach who got in touch with me and was kind of like I'm really frustrated with this generation and I just was like, I get it, but I love this generation and I actually think they're highly motivated and we have it wrong, but the trick is they have to know you care about them. Yeah. And if they don't know you have their back, then they' they're, then they can go find another teacher on YouTube or wherever they want because yeah. there's so much education available to them. Yeah. So we're just really trying to serve them in that place where they are. and it's been super fun.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I look back at my my own educational journey, which I talk a lot about on the show. And it was those magical teachers and those magical coaches who looked for those opportunities to deeply person-to-person connect with me as a student. I was an oddball and whatever, but the fact that there's a handful of teachers who took that effort to get to know me on a personal level, that changed my trajectory entirely, I know, as a young person. And that's the same today, regardless of if it's Generation Z, or it's you're talking to millennials, or you're talking to Gen Y, or you're talking to whatever comes after Gen Z. It's about finding that language that connects to people, and what are you finding is well, like the the misconception that's out there um, about connecting with newer and younger kids, newer kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you totally nailed it. This applies to all generations, and and I think that it nobody's an out, outsider as far as things go, and I think we just see that one stress is changing. Um, What's expected of people is changing. Mm. We've gone from a world of living on farms with no electricity and candles to like being accessible 24 seven. And I think that that's really one of the biggest misconceptions that we're missing is what this, you know, what each generation is really experiencing with stress. Mm. And what I see is stress is really the barrier to connection. And people don't know it. They don't even maybe even one know why they're stressed, or how they're stressed or what their stress even looks and feels like. And then they don't know how that's affecting their desire, ability, skill set to connect. And There's a lot of hacks there. There's a lot of answers there. And I'm nerdy enough to live in that zone. And so that's what I do. I I teach that to aviation students here at a local university, which is, it applies to them and it applies to athletes. And it's all pretty universal, what people need and what they want. But there's a lot getting in the way right now. And I don't, I think that once people hear it, they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. But they don't, you have to find the information Mm -hmm. and you have to connect to it.
0: And it's also finding the like the place to actually connect with people in, as we've discussed before, the language that they're actually engaging with. And I'm not talking like English and French and Chinese and Spanish, but I'm talking like the, the lingo and the insider jargon that generations and, and niches and groups and communities of people have. And so we were talking about video and how do you actually commu- communicate in a different video language? Um, And I was talking about using different graphics and different pop-ups and being able to engage with your audience by presenting information in more than one way. Like for example, when you're a teacher teaching your aviation students, Remotely, because the world shut down, except in Arizona, apparently. <laughs> um, but <Funny. laughs> standing like you have the ability to stand in front of your classroom and present information, and then maybe take a pause and write something on the board so you can visually present the information by writing it on the board, and then you can talk it out to your students. But when you end up on video, how can we replicate that, but also make it better? How can we give them a video of what's going on as you're explaining it? Or how can we really tap into the way that our people are communicating? And if Gen Zers are more used to all these notifications going off and the ability to access so much information at the tips of their fingers, how do we harness that for good? So what, what do you think about harnessing that technology for good? Yeah.
1: Oh man, there's so much. One, this is where I just love our conversations because I think we just have a shared passion for really reaching people. And where I really stumbled on the importance of some of the learning dynamics and being more flexible as a teacher and an educator was um, back when I was a therapist and I was a trauma therapist, and I ran groups with 100 people in a room for three hours. And i had to keep their attention and i had to motivate them to want to learn and i had to you know i didn't have to do anything i got to and it was a super fun thing and that's really where i harnessed some of the creativity that it required to meet people where they were at and um and so i've one of the that started the love of wanting to make an online business because i i feel like online businesses when done correctly are like megaphones I mean, you can reach as far as you want. It makes your voice amplified. But if you really want to hold the audience, you've got to be fun and you've got to be engaging. And I feel like you have to be a person. Mm -hmm. And and that's the piece of what makes great educators, great educators are people that are people that show their students. I'm a person. I have a life. And I, my life and this, the, yes, we have boundaries and yes, we have respect for one another and I'm your educator and you are my student, but there is a shared passion for like, I see you, I appreciate you. I am here to teach you. And that includes, you know, speaking to the way you learn and, and being willing to humble myself to maybe go into an edge. That's not as comfortable for me like learning how to add little emotion, you know, emoticons or whatever or graphics or whatever I need to do. Because if I really care about my message and I really care about the people receiving it, then I'm going to be willing to be on the edge that they are. Like I'm asking people to talk about, as our teacher says, on sexy topics. And, you know, uh, like, Not everybody's like, oh, teaching about connection. I really want to know. It's like, we've been told to not connect, right? It's like, what are our stereotypes? Don't have tough conversations. Don't talk about politics and religion. Emotions aren't a thing. You don't have them. And I'm here like... Uh, let's disrupt that. We have like this yeah. whole group of people that's really miserable because they need to know how to have tough conversations and how to identify yeah. being a full spectrum person. And so, you know, to tie it back, that's that conversation starts through the playfulness or the willingness to meet people in different arenas. And like, you know, I taught last semester, but I'm already excited. Like I've saved all these TikToks and YouTubes and like all these people that I get to bring in and have this course be fun, you know? And it doesn't mean it's any less impactful because really the playfulness is where the memory is made. And there's so much research of that now. I mean, you know, it takes three to 400 reps to remember something, but if you do it with play, it's eight to 10, Yeah, I'm on that team exactly let's have some
0: fun Fun and efficiency
1: (laughs) yeah let's (laughs) let's make the joke let's let's provide you with the notes let's you know have the video so that even though they're saying something very similar maybe you identify with their messaging more than mine great I don't care it's not about me it's about the messaging yeah and And as educators that's really really where I love them
0: Yeah. And as an educator, you're pulling in, like, as you say, TikToks and and YouTube clips and things like that to create that story, that narrative that is going to find that connection with the students. And I I find that absolutely fascinating because I think back to when I I was in like formally being an educator in a school system and, and I worked for summer camps in the summer and the rules that we had as educators to build that like reinforced brick wall between you and your students on social media. There is no connection on technology. You have to change your name on your social platform. So your students don't find you. And I felt that that was, I recognized its importance in the time, but now that technology has evolved in so many beautiful ways that we can actually use those platforms as a way to create better lasting connections, but most importantly, better lasting connections between knowledge um, with our students. And I think now, um, here in Canada, we have a youth uh, helpline called the Kids Help Phone, and they have changed the way that they engage with students. It's not just about picking up the phone. You can now do text message um, counseling with these, these professionals and looking at how some schools, like private schools, are kind of moving those hurdles away and saying, all right, how can we engage with our students in the platforms they're using? How can we talk to them on TikTok? How can we talk to them on, you know, what, maybe they're on Clubhouse, I don't know, whatever app they're using, um, how can we actually use that as a tool to make better, stronger connections as opposed to it being a, a the first Being like, oh, we're going to get sued, or oh, something bad is going to happen. Like, look, look for the possibilities. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and there are so many. I mean, like, one of the ways that I engage with coaching clients is through Vox and Mm. Voxer. And and I can't believe, you know, it's like, for those of you that don't maybe know, it's like a walkie talkie. The 80s kid in me is like, yes, walkie talkies, absolutely. And so we just get to have fun with it. But also, there's a difference in the quality of communication when it comes to hearing voice. versus just texting. And that app offers both, which I love. And, um, and I think that it is there's an ability to, I think, move away from the liability culture and the lack of trust that we can maintain healthy connection boundaries. and start to challenge like what does it mean to be a professional that's side by side somebody but not in a way that I'm trying to be a teen or be a a, somebody that's not in my generation you know but to rather to just walk alongside and and I think that's really what our, our mission is about is more about shepherding and walking with people and relating to what they're going through and and being, and being telling the stories where I can relate to being a college athlete that was in my head too much, that I really needed a specific type of mentorship. And sometimes it came and sometimes it didn't. And you can watch the careers of all athletes and see what happens because of connection. And I think that social media is a place where we can really connect, you know, and I think, I hope we can be good stewards of it. But um, I think there's something really powerful about just the fact that we have a lot of ways we can communicate in our world and that could be a positive thing.
0: Yeah, I love that you talk about connection and that's like where you start your, your, your education journey with your clients and your students. And as an educator, it's I think that's so fascinating to think of connection first. And so when you're working with athletes, yeah, they can benefit like first level. They get to benefit from access to you who has already walked that path. Awesome. But now you're also able to make it so much easier for them to access other athletes who have had those experiences that may be different from you. I love the idea of intersectionality, that our race and our gender and our socioeconomic status and our experiences in life and our, like all of those will intersect. And place us each in this unique position this unique outlook on life and and the more people we are exposed to who have those different positions we're able to kind of create our own narrative that we can see create our own path at the hands of of all of those resources you're able to give your students and i think that's so powerful like imagine i'm obsessed with the idea of using virtual technology to teach whatever you're teaching i don't care what you're teaching but The tool is so powerful because I always think to the this example that lives in my head forever. There there is some kid in a remote community in the far north of, of Canada where I live, who is obsessed with, I don't know, ballet, for example, and they don't have anyone in their community who's able to nurture that that passion for them. That doesn't matter because there's maybe there's a community at the, the ballet conservatory, the National Ballet Conservatory, who has a few minutes every week to connect with this young kid and help them find that that path that works for them so that they can then flourish. It doesn't matter where you're physically or geographically located. Technology helps us bridge those gaps, helps us connect on such an amazing level. I just gives me chills thinking about
1: it. I know. And for me, it's like finding your people. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I've had that experience through, like, because of technology, that I've gotten to meet you. I, you know, I've gotten to meet people within different fields. And and that is such an important part of growth. A big pillar for us is mentorship, finding your mentors, finding your teammates that you really enjoy doing things with. And what we really do is then focus on how do you maintain that? How do you yeah. deepen that? How do you strengthen that? What are the pillars that need to happen to maintain connection? And, yeah. and I think that a lot of us have been misguided, um, haven't been taught, unfortunately, you know, and, and yet these are learnable, teachable skills. Yeah. And I just have been really fortunate to receive different education from different folks and great mentors to be able to bring it all together in a way that's easy to learn, that's apply, you know, applicable. It kind of is in a way one size fits all because we all, at the end of the day, it boils down to we want to find our people. That's in our, that is part of our survival code. Mm-hmm. is to connect and uh, we're really missing the mark in some areas and um you know i'm just really hoping to bridge some of those gaps and to bring people along that these are learnable things that we have neuroplasticity and we can we can bring it all together you know and connect in that really deep way mm-hmm. not just on finding my people and we like the same thing which is huge yeah. but then okay how do i actually ask you if you have siblings or <laughs> you know what do we have in common beyond just what we love And how do we get to talk about that and get to know each other at that level? Because at the end, that's really what everybody wants. That's the secret I've gotten to see through the 10 years of listening is people just want to be seen and heard, valued, appreciated, you know, and that's, that takes a skill that takes something that that we all need to commit to learning, I think.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're an athlete on a team and that's your, your people that you need to have that, that bond with, or, or you're a, uh, you're a coach and you're, you're connecting with your community and your people, or you're a parent and you're connecting with your kids or whatever. When you're connecting with your people, you have to be focused on building that trust. And we don't trust people who come on as like feeling slimy or feeling fake or feeling put on. And no. so it's about at that you overused word of authenticity, but essentially that's what it is. It's showing up the show up. I like to call it just, just being there and having that, that heart and intention towards connection and towards understanding your people because you want results for them. And I just, oh, that just, we're going to change the world with all of this. We really are. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It's in our
1: wiring to do it, you know, and the neurobiology says it for us. Like we do sniff immediately in authenticity it is a part of our survival code to pick up on threat and um and there's ways to make sure that we are aware of that ourselves as educators or people that are helping others and then how do we bring them into the fold so they become more aware too and and it's just so simple once you really hear it and then it's like okay there are some ways to unlock the authenticity that we all desire And and it's just some pillars that have to be examined, you know, but once they are, it's like, watch out, here comes this performance, or this amazing creative idea, or this next thing that really allows us to fulfill our purpose of what we're here to do. And it's not just one thing, but it's many things. And the most important is relationships, you know, nobody says, Oh, I wish I would have spent less time talking to Molly. Um, God, that was such a waste of my time, you know, or like that I wish I would have not gone on that special trip with my loved one. Like, come on guys, you know, but this just, it takes practice and, and it takes learning. And, and I'm excited to, that we're, you know, going to be doing that in 2021 and beyond. Yeah.
0: Amazing. So we have to wrap this interview up. So how can people get in touch with you? How can they get into your world?
1: Yes. On social media, just AQ Athletics, and you can find us there, and it's starting to grow, so be patient, but we're coming, and we definitely have our messaging, but we've just been working really hard on the deliverables with our course and different ways that we want to connect with athletes and coaches, but it's coming on strong, and we'll be launching in February, so there'll be more and more to come, and Molly's going to help me make amazing videos, and so we'll be collaborating, which I'm so stoked,
0: and um, it's all good. Yeah, good things to come. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode and you guys listening at home. Thank you guys, too. I hope you got a a lot out of this very short episode, but I promise you secret guys, she's coming back We're we're going to dive into this conversation and so much more because if you guys know me, you know, I love to nerd out on things like the word neuroplasticity. gets me a little bit flushed. Like I, I I, love talking about this stuff because the possibilities that we as humans have that we haven't even thought about tapping into come from an understanding of the fundamentals of how our brains work how they're wired and understanding from that level how technology has kind of messed up that wiring but also fall back on the understanding that neuroplasticity means that we have the ability to change the way we think so even if our brains have been screwed up by the way that we're totally engaging with these dopamine hits of notifications from this app and that app We have the possibility to find calm and to rewire that and to do it in a way that sets us up better off like to connect with people on a deeper level to connect with people from around the world like oh (laughs) <laughs> guys i i i could go on for hours but i gotta go and you gotta go and so it's time my friends for me to sign off i am so thankful that you spent this time with me uh spent this time with us i should say this is a conversation episode molly oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm with it i'm with it all right guys i will see you on our next episode until then remember from the bottom of my heart i love you and be excellent to each other